Hey guys, what's up? This is Rachel, and you are listening to Dear Diary, Adulting Sucks, Episode 2. (laughs) As you may notice, I am not here with Molly, maybe by the sense of how freaking awkward I am by (laughs) myself, so I just have to crack jokes awkwardly into a microphone. That is totally fine. What greater audience to do it, you know? Um, Molly and I have decided that we are going to do a couple solo episodes throughout our whole podcast just so you guys can get a sense of our individuality and kind of our own unique experiences into going into adulthood. Um, So we thought we would kick things off with my coming out episode. I mean, what, (laughs) what greater episode to start off with? So I might as well just jump right into it, right? I mean head first, face first, whatever, right into this topic. I came out when I was, I think, Molly's so much, so she's so great at telling ages. Um, I think I was 14 or 15. I was a sophomore in high school. Um, However, I did have a hunch my freshman year. um, You know, it, it was that age where I was kind of, you know, I was new, obviously new in high school, and I was starting to gain my own um, individuality. I was starting to like get a sense of who I am and what I kind of wanted to become. Um, that being said, I did hang around boys. Um, I had a couple things with a couple guys and um, during those experiences I knew that something was definitely off, that I should be liking guys <laughs> a lot more than I was. Um, I had my first awakening I guess uh I was on my softball team and there was a girl that I took particular interest in um and I knew from that jump that things might look a little different for my future you know so I met this girl that we were playing when we were playing softball together and um I quickly started developing feelings, but it was that time where I just didn't tell anybody. Like, I didn't feel like it was safe to tell anybody because one, was not entirely sure of myself, and two, you know, it. even if it was a couple years ago, it was still not really a thing that you said out loud because you didn't know how people would react. Um, a couple months went on and I was still talking to that same girl and then we kind of expressed feelings to each other. And then in that moment of like those developing months, I kind of realized that, oh my God, I'm, I might be gay. So it, it took a lot of courage for me to come to that realization, you know, like it's, it, it's a very scary and, and dangerous time. It still is a scary and dangerous time to think that you're different than everybody else, you know? So the next big step for me was telling my parents. Um, Telling my parents was not the easiest thing that I have ever done, Um, but I definitely thought it was necessary. I think that with the way that I was raised, my mother has always taught me to be my true self um, and kind of combat it that way. So... There was one day where I was just super emotional and I was getting up all my feelings and I'm just like, I cannot sit here and pretend to be something that I'm not to my to my family. Like, it, 
I started telling my, some of my friends, but it was this big thing to tell parents, you know? Um, I was very emotional in my bed, and my mom came across the hallway, and she kind of noticed that I was crying, and she came in the room, and she was like, what's wrong? Like, is there something wrong? Like, what happened? And I kind of just sat up, I wiped my tears, and I'm like, mom, I'm pansexual. Yes, I, I did come out as pansexual. Um, looking back at it now, I don't, definitely don't think that I fully understood what pansexual meant. It was kind of just like, for me, it meant like that I was unsure if like, I mean, I definitely knew that I liked girls. Wasn't sure if I liked guys or like any other identities, you know? So I kind of just did that as, in a way, a blanket. Um, so once I said that, you know, the room stood in silence. And I was looking at her and she kind of looked around the room and she was like, well, you know, you, you still have time. I think when she said that, my heart sunk a little more because it kind of made me feel like I was, you know, she, she kind of like coded that I was also still not sure in myself. So she was giving me the benefit of the doubt of later coming back to them and being like, you know what, I, this was all a prank. This was a freaking joke. I'm so sorry. I made it up. Well, that was not the case. So um, my mom called my dad in the room and we had a conversation all together. And at that moment, it seemed like it was okay. Um, that was definitely not the case. Things definitely got harder as more months and what years went along. Um, I think what my parents struggled with most is that they didn't like what they didn't understand and being in the lgbtq community um or having a daughter you know uh, a friend or whatever in the community is so much more different than yourself you know um at that time what i think it was 2014 i mean look at 2014 to now you know it it was definitely a, a different time to come out like think marriage became legal in oh my god I don't want to date myself I think it was 2015 I'm not entirely sure I will have to look that up um but that being point that it was very new and I came out to the point where it was still not legal so um it, it definitely was a harder time in high school after I came out um my parents didn't necessarily agree they didn't agree, I shouldn't say necessarily. They didn't agree with this lifestyle. They um, just didn't understand it. They didn't know how to help. And I think that was very frustrating to them. Um, having a parent that, you know, obviously doesn't accept you is like one of the most horrifying things that you could go through when coming out. I mean, that's like the main concern is that you don't know what you're going to do if your parent doesn't accept you. Um, well, unfortunately, I kind of had to go through that. I mean, I will give some props to my parents because, you know, I was still grateful that they allowed me to live in their home and they fed me and, you know, allowed me to have all these different opportunities, um, though they still didn't agree with, you know, who I was. And obviously that, that hurts. So... After I started dating that girl that was on my softball team for a while, I kind of 
gained a sense of a backbone and structure and like um confirmed who I was and knew partially my identity I know that I'm still going through high school and I still have like I like even till now like you're you're learning so much about yourself so I I feel like back then I kind of like stapled that in that yes I'm I know that I'm gay I know that I'm interested in women um and that's okay and I think that by me growing that backbone it kind of gave me more of a foot to stand on when I was having arguments or I ran into homophobic people because I'm just like you know what that's totally fine that you do not like who I am or what that I'm what I'm doing or who I love that's totally fine that's your own opinion however just keep it to yourself you know like me dating a woman or me like kissing another person that shares the same sex as your gender as me doesn't concern you like you can still eat your freaking mcdonald's and sit on your recliner chair and watch i don't know whatever bland tv show out there but it still does not affect you in the way that it would affect me it affects the person more when you make comments like that you know so from my sophomore year to senior year it was it was a very difficult time i mean i didn't have a lot of family members that knew that I was gay um and my parents still were not okay with who I am so it was was definitely hard I mean I would wake up and I would go to school and I would be who I wanted to be I would I would become the person that I wanted to be at school but then when I got home I kind of felt like I had to hide I had to hide who I was and who I loved and that was that was a, a very dark time for me I often wonder what it would be like if I would have come out to my family and they would have been outright accepting um, of who I was. And of course, parents have rules and things that you need to abide by because you are still under the age of 18. However, I wish that I had that emotional support when I was going through all of this. By the time my junior year came around and I had a kind of a full year to have that experience and, you know, have my friends and other peers in my school know that I was gay, it kind of gave me that confidence, you know, going into my junior year and my senior year of, of being comfortable in who I was. I think what honestly saved me during high school and coming out was I found a small group of people, friends, peers, support systems that truly, truly loved me, that wanted to be around me, that accepted me for who I was, and just listened, you know? I think that so many times that when people come out, or honestly just anybody asking for advice, or not even asking for advice, for, you know, telling them something, some something that's super personal and pouring their heart out, I think that you just need somebody that wants to listen, that needs to listen and instead of giving advice and saying, well, here's what you need to do. Like, this is not right. This is not wrong. You just need to have that listening ear. And I was very grateful that I did have friends that were like that. I think that high school is definitely a start of an early age where you can find who you are and explore sexuality. Um, I had a lot of bi friends. Um, I didn't have too many 
um, out gay friends or out gay peers in my high school. I mean, no doubt that there was definitely a lot of them. However, in my class, I think that I was really one of the lesbian um, students that were out, at least in my class. Again, I'm sure that there was a ton more. They were just not out at the time or just didn't feel the need to share, which was completely fine. I think that I was, in my personal experience, I was confident enough and okay enough for people to know who I really was. And at that point, I kind of had like that badass attitude. I'm like, you don't like me, then, you know, F off. Like, (laughs) that's fine. I have a ton of other, I wouldn't say a ton. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) I at least had, you know, a core. I had a core with me that accepted me and I was completely fine with that. But yeah, I think something that definitely really made me change faster than I was ready for is that I had to be two different people at once. You know, I would be who I wanted to be at school and then I would come home and I had to be, you know, not who I actually was and I couldn't express who I loved at the time and who I was hanging around with or who I expressed interest in um, because it's just something that my parents didn't understand, which you know, it is, there's no other way to say that it was, it's hard for somebody to go through that. Growing up, you kind of look at your parents as this superhero, this statue that you look up to and you want to impress and you want to make them happy like 24-7. So it definitely took something out of me that day when I came out because I knew that this was something that they did not want. Oftentimes, I do have to think about it through their eyes because, you know, my mom is always wanting to protect me. So by the time I came out, it was before marriage was legal, you know, um, and there was so much uncertainty with, like, this population and community, um, and she just wanted me safe. She didn't want me to go through the ridicule and discrimination and hard times that I would end up actually going through anyways, you know? But it's definitely hard to look at your support system the same way when they just don't accept you. So, um, yeah, I ended up dating my first girlfriend on and off um, throughout my high school career um, and a little bit into college, my freshman year of college. Um, by then we decided to part ways and, you know, it was, (laughs) it was, it was very hard. It was very hard. I think the hardest thing for me was that since she was my first girlfriend and, you know, the first person that I took into this journey with me, um, I kind of wanted to hold on to that, you know? So when we broke up, I kind of was like, oh my God, like you were the staple point in me coming out and me being comfortable in who I am so without you am I still that same person am I still going to like women am I still going to explore my sexuality more the answer is yes (laughs) I definitely took my time um after we did break up you know healing first obviously and then being comfortable with putting myself out there in college I feel like in college it's so much more different because in high school, you know everybody. You know everybody's brother. You know everybody's like favorite 
dessert, you know? Like, you're so crammed in to each other's lives that you know everything and anyone. And when, with college, it's, it's the exact opposite. Like, you're there, you go to school, but, you know, you'll be sitting next to somebody and they don't care who you are. <laughs> they don't need to know who you are. They're there to get an education, not to, you know, stick their tongue down your throat. You know what I mean? But I will say that college it definitely gave me opportunities to meet a great different population of people, like just a great different core. And I actually really did enjoy myself and allowing myself to move on to different people and getting to know them and their stories and, you know, exploring my sexuality in in different ways of being like, you know, I don't have to be with this specific person, you know, um, and it, it definitely moved me. It, it was it was in a very emotional time. I think that I I was just a dramatic kid. I I had <laughs> an emotional high school career. Although I was like I hit my peak in junior and senior year. I feel like I feel like anybody would say that if they knew me. And then now in college, I'm like, oh my god, Rachel is such a douchebag. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I think at least I would like to think that I'm a good person. <laughs> no, but anyways, um. In college, I definitely explored more of what it means to be a lesbian and a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I started going to pride parades. I started like doing that small thing of just like putting like maybe the pride flag in your in in your room or like um, advocating things in in class or standing up for you know things that are discrimination. You know. Um, homophobic. <laughs> I was never really the type to want to join the LGBTQ like clubs in high school or college. I definitely think it's a cool idea and you know for you to actually get to know other people I definitely applaud people that do do that and I appreciate that. I just never was the type of person that would be able to go to those clubs you know. Um, but I think definitely by going to Pride Fest, uh, for me, was just another pinpoint in my life that opened me up, that made me being like, you know what? I do belong somewhere. Like, this, these are my people. Like, I, I do fit in. I do belong. I, I deserve to be here just like anybody else. And I feel like those kind of like were the conversations that I had with my parents where they're just like, well, we don't want you to have a hard life and we don't want you to like be discriminated against in work or, you know, in, in, in a business setting, that kind of stuff. Um, but I kind of made it a point. I'm just like, you know, I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I'm not a party animal. I, I would like to think that I'm a good person. I'm doing all the right things that you know one would do in high school I'm just I'm just gay you know and and that's totally fine I'm doing everything right I'm just gay um and I think that was a very hard conversation to have with them because they just didn't understand that being gay is not a bad thing being gay is not the same as you know doing drugs so I think as although that those conversations that I had with my parents regarding that were kind of pointless in a way because I'm just like you you can't compare being gay to doing drugs to stealing a freaking car to like you can't it, it just doesn't compare but the starting 
of my college career, I think that my parents kind of got the gist of, like, shit, she is not changing. She's serious about this. This is actually who she wants to be. And, I mean, we went through a lot of therapy to get to where we are now. I mean, I do... (laughs) I highly recommend therapy people. I think that you should take care of your mental health greatly. I think that should be a number one priority. But yeah, by, I want to say the ending of my freshman year, by the time I met my new girlfriend, um, they were like, okay, like you can start bringing home your girlfriends. And at first I was definitely hesitant because I'm just like, well, you kind of made my high school career not fun not enjoyable and you made me feel uncomfortable and now all of a sudden it's like hey let's let's bring over your girlfriend and we'll make like a fancy dinner and I'm like (laughs) I, I just didn't get it that that big switch but again to look into their viewpoint I think that by the time I hit 18 they were just like oh my god like she is going to leave us she is not going to be a part of our lives if we continue to not accept her, if we continue to, you know, resent her in a way. So I think that by then they started making that climb. They started educating themselves more on the LGBTQ plus community. Um, And they tried to make an effort for me, which I really appreciated. However, I did make a note that I never gave them props to, you know, where they are now. Um, I don't think people deserve awards for suddenly accepting people I think it's a thing that you do or you don't and you own up to it you know my parents definitely did try for me by my ending in my freshman year in college they they definitely started taking more interest I feel like because of what happened in high school I still have not been really able to tell them or like you know, like a mom and daughter relationship, I haven't been able to be like, just tell her like what's been going on in my day or what's happening with, you know, my current girlfriend and I and what we're doing really all that much. Even throughout college, I never really felt the need to share. And I feel like I translated that to a lot of my friendships and other relationships that just didn't share too much um, because I felt like in a way I always had to hide key points in conversations because I feel like I felt like that I still had to hide current parts of me to protect myself. But you know, I'm I'm very grateful for the position that I'm in now. I mean, I there's too many stories uh, that kids come out and they lose a home or they're kicked out, you know, or they just lose contact with their family. So I do <laughs> I do love my family very much. So I, I I'm grateful that I'm in the position that I am still. Um, but you know, there's no singular way to come out. There's no, like, there's no one coming out story. Everyone's coming out story is, is different and they experience it different. I mean, like my girlfriend now, Alex, she, she came out to her family and well, not really. She, she brought me home and her mom was like, okay, like, that's great. And I have a great relationship with Alex's mom. Like we are super close and I think that's just it's it's interesting how different families can be you know but I definitely think about it more now because of how I wasn't very open with my family and I I still kind of am not but with with Alex's family you know they since they were so willingly 
accepting and like wanted me immediately in the family and were so very nice to me like I created that second relationship with Alex's mom as like as if she were like my second mom and I think that <laughs> I, I just love the relationship you know her her mom and I have together so um but it's it's not always like that so that's why I think it's important to talk about coming out stories like you don't know how many times I listen to podcasts or like just YouTube videos of people just coming out because I just find it so interesting that everybody has their different story their different voice So there's a couple questions that I had for myself, I guess, that were written. Um, one question was that anything that you would redo while coming out and going through that experience? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would be able to redo anything because of the family that I grew up with and how they were and, and their beliefs at that time. Um, I think I would redo some parts of my relationship during that time. I think it was it was very hard, um, and I, I think that I should have trusted my gut more. And I feel like when you come out and you kind of get that first relationship um, of the same sex or whatever you identify as, you kind of want to hold on to that. Like I said, is that I try to keep on to that relationship because I felt like that was a stable point as me coming out I felt like she equaled my identity I think that I would redo some parts of the relationship not all of it because I you know I think that all relationships are a life lesson like they they give you a lesson of you know what not to do or um what to look for in your next partner but I think that I should have trusted my gut more and I think that's what people should look out for when coming out and getting in your first relationship or whatever you should trust yourself you know if you if you don't want to do something don't do it if you want to break up with them then do it but you have to abide by like your feelings you shouldn't like trust your gut and then go against it because you're second guessing yourself you know but I definitely wouldn't redo that whole relationship because you know I I hold it so near and dear to my heart. Like, I, I love that relationship with every fiber of my being. That's not to go without show that, you know, both of us had our own issues to work out for. I mean, we were young. We were 14 going into what I think I was still 17 when I was a freshman in college. So I was still very young. You know, I still had, we, we both still had learning points to go through. So, but I would never take back really anything that I experienced because you know that that's what I brought to the table that was my own experience that was my own you know thing that I could learn about myself learn about other partners next question is is uh what have you learned being in a queer relationship as opposed to in a straight relationship um I guess I can't really speak more towards of being in a straight relationship because I've only had a couple things with guys on and off uh, like when I was 14 so um I guess of what I see people like my friends in straight relationships or uh, even on TV that stereotype of TV um, I think that queer relationships kind of have to go through a lot 
more. Not to say that, you know, straight relationships don't have their own hardships, but I think that there's some things in straight relationships where you just don't have to think about in queer relationships. Um, I often think about it because, you know, on the news there was just that Colorado shooting um, in the bar, in the in the nightclub. Um, and I think about that sometimes when I'm out in public and I hold Alex's hand or the way that I dress. I think about some, sometimes people will just do something, do something to us, do something to Alex, God forbid. But, you know, that's, I feel like that's not something that straight relationships have to really think about it. They don't have to look over their shoulder of somebody, you know, dis- discriminating them on who they love. You don't hear people saying, oh, you're straight. That's, <laughs> that's fucking disgusting. How do you, how do you live with yourself? You know, that's just not something that, straight people go through so I feel like being in a queer relationship you kind of have to learn to have thick skin you have to be prepared for that discrimination you have to be prepared for the hate comments um not to say that you have to be like oh oh, on on edge all the time when like somebody's looking at you like weirdly or uh hatefully you know but I think that it's just something that we always have to look over our shoulder like we always have to think about is is somebody following us is somebody gonna say something to us like this can lead to something bad you know and you also have to think about like interracial relationships and uh like ethnicity wise and in the lgbtq community i mean i'm a woman i'm mexican and i'm gay that's three minorities (laughs) like you know um so i'm like a triple threat of like being discriminated against you know so it, it, it's definitely harder for me to relate to straight relationships but um yeah and then the last question was things that you needed when coming out that was not there for you in the beginning um I think I, I did say this in in the er, in earlier sorry I said this earlier um you know, finding your core people, that was very important to me. I, you know, coming out, I mean, I definitely had, you know, in, in high school, you have a lot of friends. Um, and then when, that's that saying when you leave to go to college, your, your friend group becomes smaller and smaller and smaller, you know, until it's like one, two, three, whatever, however many people, this popular asses out there. Um, no. But I was lucky enough to find just very real and genuine people. And I think that for me, that when I was going through this and I was crying and I was saying like, you know, like my mental health issues are getting so much worse and they just wanted to listen. Like, I feel like you always have to have that one friend or core that are just like, do you need advice or do you want me to listen? But, I mean, with coming out, you never know how somebody's going to react, so um, it, it, it's definitely the unknowing and the uncomfortable feeling of them not accepting you and then you losing that friend. Um, but yeah, find, find people that are like you, that have the same values as you, that share the same interests, or, you know, are a part of your community, because that just makes you so much more stronger. Um, Again, I had bi friends in high school, so, I mean, they were a part of my community. They understood kind of what I was going through, and um, if they felt the need of coming out or they didn't, you know, um, 
but at least that I knew that when I was coming out and going through all this and the hardships with my family and, you know, being still freshly discriminated against, I was so new to that, that, you know, they were there if I wanted advice or to listen. Like, I just needed to rant and get something off my chest. But yeah, I mean, if you are new to this, if you have friends that are hiding or that just came out or are even out and, you know, are a part of this community, you know, be kind to them. Because if you are straight and you're an ally, okay, you're you're still you're still not going through the same things that people in the LGBTQ plus community would. And that's a fact. I think everybody should think about it that it is hearts, not parts. I mean, I have a lot of guy friends at work now and I I love them dearly. They're so funny. They're so great to be around. Um, you know, and, and they're they're all straight and they, they definitely, <laughs> it's so interesting of just, you know, I have three guys that I hang out with and it's just me, but, you know, uh, and they accept me and they think that I'm funny and they um, appreciate my qualities and I think that's just something that you need to look out for. And if you do run into those people that are just like, mm, you are not my vibe, I do not want to be next to you rainbow flag waving people and that, you know, just let them be. Let them rot out and let the rest of us live our life freely and comfortably, you know? But I think that there's no one way of coming out. Everybody's story is different, so I think that everybody should just be kind and patient to everybody coming out. There's no right way to come out. I mean, people, if people feel the need to hide it or don't feel the need to express who they are, and they don't tell you till much later, you don't need to be like, oh my god, I thought I was your friend. You are their friend. You are their friend. They just did not feel the need to express themselves at that time. Or they felt that it was too hard to tell you, okay? Do not be too harsh on the people that are still coming out and freshly in the LGBTQ plus community. But all in all, I mean, I'm... I'm so very grateful for my experience because whether it was hard or not, it was very, it was hard to me. I don't know if you guys think it was hard, but it was definitely hard for me to go through this. And it, it takes a lot out of somebody to do something that is scary and dangerous. It takes a lot out of you because you are so worried about the uncertainty. Your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health can spiral, you know? But I am very grateful for my experiences, my my relationships that I've had, whether good or bad, like they have shaped me to who I am today. Like I am I'm so comfortable with my identity and I'm I'm very happy that I can say that, um, you know, but just be kind to people that <laughs> are not comfortable with it is basically all I'm saying. I know I feel like a freaking therapist, definitely not qualified to be a therapist. Okay. <laughs> But I will wrap up my story there. Um, if you know somebody who is struggling with their identity or going through a hard time and are not mentally well, I do recommend uh, one crisis intervention and suicide prevention hotline. It's called the Trevor, Trevor Project. Excuse me, I'm sorry. The Trevor Project is the leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and questioning 
LGBTQ young people ages between 13 to 24. Um, if you know somebody that is struggling, you can recommend this. I can drop the phone number to the Trevor Project below. Um, but yeah, that wraps up my solo episode of Coming Out. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you are a part of the community or you're an ally or you're just some dad wanting to listen to my sexy voice, I do appreciate it. If you don't know, we have created our Instagram page. It is at Dear Diary Adulting Sucks, S-U-K-S, all one word. Um, go ahead and add that in and follow us and you'll see our updates and yeah, super fun stuff. I will catch you next time on our next episode and thanks for having me. All right, guys. Bye-bye.